In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of uh, the Great Fast, and we're going to see over the next coming weeks, our Mother the Church is going to take us on a journey of spiritual growth and enlightenment over the course of the fast until we arrive at the Feast of the Resurrection. I actually want to take just some second in the sermon to remind you that Holy Thursday and Good Friday are April 13th, April 14th this year. I want to encourage you all, while it's still a little bit away, to take time off of work so that you can come and celebrate those uh, very special days within the calendar of the church. It's, 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 uh, you know, we miss out on a lot when we go through the entirety of Holy Week without spending those days in the church, walking day by day with Christ until the cross. So I wanted to give people a good, uh, uh, so that they can make, make plans for themselves. In any case, <coughs> now that we've begun the fast, our mother of the church reminds us uh, with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven instead of storing up treasures on earth. What does this mean and how can we do this practically? First of all, he means that the people of Christ should treasure Christ above all. This is actually the driving force behind why our Lord Jesus Christ descended from heaven. He wanted to restore our relationship with God. So through faith in God, we're no longer enemies of God, but we're His sons and daughters. After reading uh, the passage this morning, and you read Bible verses, especially about money, and you observe a direct correlation between how we handle our money and our possessions with our faith. In other words, either, our Lord Jesus Christ tells us, either we will worship wealth, or we will worship God with our wealth. Um, before, people sometimes tend to jump to some conclusions. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He didn't say, you know, you can't own a phone, you can't have a computer, you can't buy a car, you can't get gifts for people, you can't have more than one shirt or one pair of pants. What our Lord Jesus Christ said is, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. So if I want to say it in a different way, stop focusing on accumulating money and things and set for your heart the pursuit of treasures in heaven. So then, what are treasures in heaven? There's a tendency to think treasures in heaven is explicitly referring to only, uh, for example, tithing, uh, sharing money with others, being a generous person. There's definitely an element of this, and this is a big part, but that's not the only thing, as, as we'll see in a couple of minutes. How can I orient myself in the correct way that I'm laying up for myself treasures in heaven instead of treasures on earth that can fade? The first thing I, I need to do if I'm going to lay up for myself treasures in heaven is to have my heart transformed to a heart that values Christ more than my abundance of wealth and possessions. I should remind myself that scripture tells me that the heart is deceitful above all things. Our desires need to change away from earthly things into eternal things, everlasting things, things that don't perish. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3, set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. So what if I'm sitting with myself and, and, and I'm sitting with myself honestly and I begin to recognize that actually I spend lots and lots of time focusing on laying up for myself treasures on earth and very little 
resources or time or effort towards laying up for myself treasure in heaven? What am I supposed to do? I can find or I can remind myself of a few things to motivate me to lay up for myself, myself treasure in heaven. First and foremost, our Lord Jesus Christ tells us to do it. And so what, what the Son of God says should go in obedience. It's a matter of obedience. I can't claim to be a disciple of Christ and then ignore my Master as He teaches me in the way in which I ought to live. Secondly, our Lord Jesus Christ reminds us in the Gospel this morning, the treasures in heaven are clearly the treasures that are going to last. We live in a passing world with passing pleasures. Treasures in heaven are treasures that nobody can take away from you. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ says in the Gospel that we read in the Midnight Watch. Treasures that you're able to cherish forever in eternal life. So if I find myself having difficulty, for example, giving regularly to the church with my tithing, or giving to the poor, or if I find myself doing the right things but for reasons that are earthly, like honor or fame or respect or popularity, then I need to remind myself that the work I'm doing now has eternal consequences. Third, I can remind myself of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ when He said, For where your treasure is, there your heart shall also be. Meaning, we will center our lives around what we value the most. If we prioritize the wrong things, our life is going to go off the rails. If we prioritize the right things, we will stay in the footsteps of our Savior. The right kind of treasure-seeking moves us in the direction of, for example, material modesty and single-mindedness in faithfulness to God. It's important actually that we recognize the possibility of the slavery of material things. The more things we have, the more those things seem to have us or own us. Start to organize our lives around them and spend money to maintain them. Maybe we haven't thought about this, but you know, excessive uh, material and hoarding is a form of idolatry. It puts something other than God at the center of my life. As a disciple of Christ, I have to reflect on what, what is it that I prize? What is it that's most valuable to me? And reflect on the reality that wherever my heart desires or goes towards, that's what my things or my time and my effort and my finances go towards. True commitment to Christ means true commitment to His kingdom. St. John Christopher wrote something which actually feels like you could have wrote it just a few days ago, how, how relevant it is. He says, We are only temporary guests on earth. We recognize that the houses in which we live serve only as hostels on the road to eternal life. We do not seek peace or security from the material walls around us or the roof above our heads. Rather, we want to surround ourselves with the wall of divine grace and we look upward to heaven as our roof and the furniture of our lives should be good works performed in a spirit of love. In the beginning of Lent, our mother of the church wants us to stop focusing on our material needs and focus on God first, having faith that He is going to give us those material needs. He wants us to hunger and thirst for the eternal paths of God. In the world now that is obsessed with uh, distractions of, of materialism, we might not have the biggest, the best things, but we're going to be blessed by God. So practically during, during Lent, during the Great Fast, how can I store up for myself treasures in heaven? 
The first way I can start for my self-treasure in heaven is by tithing and by helping the poor and those in need. If I have yet to begin to tithe to the church that I regularly attend, then the great fast is a good time to start. Maybe I made excuses for myself. Maybe I said, you know, when I pay off my car or get a raise or my kids finish school. Today, Christ commands us to lay up for yourself treasure in heaven. If I tithe regularly, the fast is a chance for me to give above and my, beyond my tithe to the poor and those in need. For example, at church here, we have a fund to serve the needy within our Coptic community. We have a fund to serve the room of the inn people when the, the homeless people come and, and spend the night with us here in the church. There are plenty of other places outside of the church and causes outside of the church that serve the poor that I can dedicate money to above and beyond my tithe in order to store for myself treasure in heaven, in order to fight off the demon of discontent and idolatry. During communion every week, of the great fast we sing that there is blessing to those who have mercy, give to the poor, and fast and pray. So that means almsgiving is inextricably linked to fasting, the same way that prayer and forgiving others is inextricably linked to fasting. The early church sold their possessions and distributed to those in need. We can look to the needs of those around us. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when He told the story of the parable of the banquet, He said, for us, or made us important for us to invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind to a feast. And he said that you'll be blessed. Why? Because they can't repay you. They can't invite you back. He says it will be repaid when? In the resurrection of the just. So although we might not see any reward for helping those in need here on earth, we know that we are advancing in the heavenly kingdom. And we're giving glory to God, which is of more worth than having abundance of treasure on earth. Another way in which I can lay up for myself treasures in heaven is by choosing to live simply, not to try to attain life that around others around me might be living. There is an allure for us of sort of making it in our lives and keep us, that keeps us really focused on earthly treasures and earthly pursuits. People strive for bigger, better, more in many number of ways. And chasing after success for ourselves will eventually leave us feeling empty, exhausted, discontented. I've talked about this many times. Nobody at the end of their, their life are sitting on their deathbed saying to themselves, I wish I would have made 5,000 extra dollars so I could have bought that nicer car or I would have got the sunroof or whatever the case may be. People don't talk about that when they're about to die. They talk about their relationships. They talk about the people that has, have affected them and they've affected. And they talk about their relationship with God. Our identity cannot be based on anything or anyone on earth. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He told us to watch out for these things. He said, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. We need to hold everything we have loosely in this life so that we can fix our gaze on our eternal life. Another way I can lay up for myself treasure in heaven is to trust the promises of God and not to be anxious. Our Lord Jesus Christ talks about this in the passage we read this morning. After He talks about storing up treasures in heaven rather than on earth, he tells the people that is listening to him, don't worry about this life, what to eat, what to drink, or the body, what to wear. He says we can't add even a single hour to our life just by worrying. But how many of us worry or overly worry about our lives? Our Lord Jesus Christ frees us from the, the false sense of security that money and possessions have on us. It's God who knows what we need and He'll take care of us if we trust in Him. 
with those with those ways of laying up the treasure in heaven, those motivators in mind, there are, there are other ways that I want to focus on for just a couple of minutes to highlight some of the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this passage is coming from the Sermon on the Mount. And if I'm thinking to myself, I do not know how to lay up treasures in heaven, and the examples that I gave you were not enough, the, the Beatitudes and the, the Sermon on the Mount is a wonderful place to start. Here's how I can lay up treasure in heaven. Being humble and having a pure heart. Hungry and thirsting for righteousness. Showing mercy. Being a peacemaker. Being persecuted for the sake of righteousness. These are ways I can lay up for myself treasure in heaven. Being the salt of the earth. Being the light of the world. Following the commands of God. Resisting anger. Being faithful to my spouse. Keeping the word of God. Turning the other cheek. Providing for physical needs of others. Going the extra mile. Loving my enemies. All of these you'll find in the chapters uh, of the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 8. Giving to the needy discreetly. Prayer discreetly. Fasting. Not being unfairly judgmental, but someone who examines their own life and integrity first. Pursuing the things of God. Entering the narrow gate. All of these ways are what our Lord Jesus Christ and what our mother, the church, is trying to get us to focus on today as we are sort of just beginning the great fast. A final thought for those of us who, who do acquire wealth is to heed the words of St. Paul the Apostle when he says, he's speaking to people who are rich, he says, not to be haughty nor to set your hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything we enjoy. They are to, to be good, to do be good, to rich in good works, to be generous, ready to share, thus storing up for themselves treasures as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. He says this in First Timothy. That which is truly life is found in Christ alone, who gives us everlasting life. No matter how we've maybe approached our money or our earthly treasure in the past, it's never too late for us to think differently and to pursue Christ above all. Real wealth is obtained by investing in treasures in heaven. I'm eternally rewarded when I give. I'm eternally rewarded when I pray and fast in private. I am eternally rewarded when I forgive someone. I'm eternally rewarded when I share the gospel, when I love my enemies, when I endure quietly insults and persecutions for the name for the sake of righteousness. And when it comes to rewards, the greatest reward any follower of Christ can have is we will see God face to face and He will tell us, well done, good and faithful server. May God give us the ability to store up treasures in heaven where nobody can take away and no thief can, no moth can destroy and thief cannot take away. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.